a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties under This week on the Pete the Planner Show, talk to a young man. I call him young because younger than me, who uh, just had a major change in household incomes, got some pretty good goals, is wondering how his monthly surplus is going to be able to meet all of those wonderful household goals. He's got a young family. Seems like a wonderful guy. Lives in California, so you know, I don't know what that has to do with it. His name is David. Hello, David. Hi, how's it going, Pete? Still good. Still good. All right, David, um, why'd your income go down? It used to be 200000 now it's 130000 of household income. What, 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 what gives? Yeah, so my wife and I, we decided to have a second child this year. Um, everything went as planned, and uh, we actually we didn't at first plan for her to come home from work, but uh, some changes in uh, the company that she worked for caused us to just kind of finally make the push to bring her home, and so that, that pretty much almost cut our income in half. Make the push to, to bring her home sounded like a labor joke, but I wanted to let it go. But I couldn't. I had to acknowledge it. But now it's awkward. We should move on. Um, so she. So how do you, like, so in, in what time frame, I'm just curious for those that are in the situation too, in what time frame were you able to make the decision to completely eliminate her income? Was it like a, like a two-month period in which you figured it out or like a week? What was it? Yeah, it was, it was about two months actually. Um, we had barely an early notice from her company um so it really didn't leave you know too much time to plan um but yeah about about two months yeah so over those two months that's when i was kind of like getting our budget together and kind of sanity checking everything you got about a uh, you owe about four hundred thousand or so on your house out there in the oc what's yeah. it what's uh, your home worth uh probably about between 600 and 650 all right, and you uh, got fifty-five thousand-ish in savings. How much do you have in uh, retirement savings, David? It's about seventy uh, k. Seventy thousand dollars. So, what's the main what's the main crux of your question today? I, I read through your email, and I, I have a I have a good feeling of what direction this is go. But just help us understand, like what what are you what are you feeling these days? Yeah, so we're we're kind of. Like I'm kind of at a loss in how to plan going forward. We, we over the years we've kind of been going along and, and making a lot of improvements and improving our income, and this is kind of the first time that we've taken a large step back. So we're kind of just uncomfortable with where we're at with the budget. Are are we too much in the hole with our house? Um, you know, should we dump the house? Is it too too high of a percentage of our income at this point? Um, you know, so we're, you know, I'm, I'm very risk averse, so um, I'm trying to kind of maximize our savings here so I'm not, uh, not working myself to death for the rest of my life, essentially. Working yourself to death for the rest of your life. Sounds like an Eagles <laughs> song. Doesn't it seem like a lyric from an Eagles song? Um, I told you I was sing-songy today when we picked up. It's like, working the rest of my life till I die. Um, I'm sorry. It's just like I've sung so much or sang, singed. I've used lyrics a lot this week okay david i have a million questions for you can i ask you a million questions 
Oh, go for it. What are the chances that Mrs. David goes back to work at any point in the future? Ooh, I would say probably at least for a couple years, the chances of that are pretty slim to none. But after a few years when our youngest is old enough to kind of be a little more independent with uh, daycare, uh, we might feel a little more comfortable with that. All right. That was a good answer. (laughs) I don't know what a bad answer would have been, but that was fine. Um, what are the chances that your income increases significantly from 130,000 American dollars to more? Um, currently I'm pretty maxed out. Now I do have a side gig that, um, I can ramp up or ramp down. Um, it's going to be ramping up over the next few months and should add a few more thousand dollars to our annual income. Um, and that can kind of fluctuate depending on how focused I am on it or, how much advertising I do. Um, on the side, I'm a, I'm a photo or image retoucher, and sometimes I can, I can capture some fairly large accounts, and if I focus on that, then I can add, you know, sometimes a fairly substantial amount to our income every month. Now, I, can I assume that you've seen a picture of me and what I look like? Do you have an idea what I look like? Oh, yeah. Okay. How would you fix this? Like, what would you retouch? Like, you're talking about just adding more hair. You're talking about maybe putting <laughs> someone like Halle Berry's face on me. Like, what would you do to make me better? Well, uh, whatever the client wants, basically. So you oh. would basically just tell me what you needed, and uh, I'd let you know if it was possible. Oh, geez, that's a good non-answer. Um, okay, so let's look at your situation from a short, mid, and long-term perspective. All right, so you, you answer the following yeah. question. How are things going in the next 12 months, if, if an emergency happened or you have a particular goal, how are things looking on the short term? Um, I think we're, we're fairly comfortable with that because of our cushion. We have about a six-month cushion, I think. Um, so I think we're fairly comfortable in the short term. How, um, I'm curious, how do you get that 55000 bucks? Um, when my when my wife was working, uh, she would get bonuses. Um, I'm very frugal. I, I don't like to spend any money at all, really. Um, so, you know, pretty much any penny that was left in say uh, in checking at the end of the month, I would just shove right over to right over to savings, and um, we just walk away. You use a lot of good action verbs. You said shove over earlier. You said push. <laughs> very violent. Um, okay, so. You, in the short term, yeah. things are good. Short term, I agree. Uh, circle gets yeah, a square. Yeah. Short term is good. All right, let's go to the long term. You have seventy thousand dollars set aside for retirement. You are you're thirty six, and your wife is thirty. Yeah. Okay. Um, what do you think? Seventy thousand bucks. You're thirty six years old. You're putting three hundred twenty five bucks uh, a a month into your four hundred one k, and you're getting a match. How are you feeling about this? Uh, I feel really uncomfortable with that. Um, it really, it seems like not even half as much as we need, probably. Um, I, I'd like to at least double it, but given the current budget, like everything we have left over, I don't feel comfortable um, adding any more to that, even though I'd like to. So, um, that, you know, that's one of the things I want to try to work on, how, how I can increase the retirement with still being comfortable day to day. Uh, is your wife stressed about that particular problem as well, or is, do you uh, maintain most of the stress? <laughs> that's that's more so more so me, I think. Yeah. 
does your stress and your expression of the stress annoy her or does she just humor you when you talk about it or what? Um, she just kind of rolls with it. Uh, she hasn't really, you know, um, let me know that it bothers her, that she's worried about it. I, I think it's more so of me being, being overly cautious. How about the mid? Okay, by the way, I also agree with your uh, assessment of your long term. Don't like cry or anything, but I, I also feel like you're definitely behind <laughs> yeah. the eight ball. We can fix it. Don't you worry about yeah. that. But I agree, not great right now. Uh, midterm, midterm is going to be anything until your youngest gets to the college age. And uh, you've got how old are your kids? Uh, ten months and six and a half. Can the ten month old read yet or no? Almost. No. Oh man. Well. Yeah. It'll turn around. Um so midterm, <laughs> how do you think you guys are doing midterm? Um I I think I'd like to be saving a lot a lot more and, and that's where I don't know where to draw the the line so much. Like I'm kind of I think out of touch with what's reasonable for a family of four uh to be saving in this day and age, especially in California because it's you know, it's really expensive out here. Um, so I, I really don't know. And I think that's a lot of, you know, where the uncertainty starts to come in. So you have $1,600 a month left over after your budget that you can do something with? Or am I, did I make that number up? Nope, that, that's uh, pretty accurate. Um, and that, that also includes whatever we want to do um, with entertainment and stuff like that so all right so subtract entertainment and whatever out of that and give me a different number what's the real number probably closer to a thousand i would say okay cool um all right so here's how you have to view this situation And, and i was personally in the situation that you currently are in you got you got young kids and really in some respect you have to extend yourself a little bit of grace and let you let yourself run on a treadmill a little bit until you potentially go back to two incomes now this is not to put the pressure on your wife to go back to work that is the last thing i'm saying and please when you go tell her about our conversation later do not tell her i said that because i really did not say that um but what it does is it says in the next six years or so there should be a pretty reasonable strategy, if possible, to increase your household income, whether, uh, fake name David, that is you or that is her contributing more to the household. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so when that happens, I'm sort of jumping around here, but when that happens six to ten years from now and you continue to live at the current level you're living at, assuming you don't have 50 more children or something, that additional income can go along with some of the thousand dollars that we're going to allocate here in a second, just straight towards retirement. Like you will make up for lost time uh, by not re-expanding your lifestyle. Yeah. That, I yeah. mean, truly that is, you will have to retire in your mid sixties, whether that's good, bad or otherwise, that's just math. You will have to do that, but you can, your wife being 30, which if and when she goes back to work, or if and when your income increases significantly, that's how you'll make up the retirement gap. I think the real question here is, how does someone in your situation even get their head around saving for your kid's college education? Yeah. So of the thousand, I would say at least half of that needs to go towards retirement. I, I think you have to, I think I would not save another penny for the short term. 
at all. Zero. Okay. All right. I yeah. would I would increase your four hundred one k by five hundred dollars a month easy. Um, and then potential. Are you putting any money into college funds for the kids right now? Uh, we haven't started yet. What I would consider here, now this one's a little tricky. I would either consider putting money into a 529 or with an additional uh, about $500 a month because I think you'll bump right up against the cap. I would consider opening a Roth IRA, potentially even in your wife's okay. name because you can use a Roth IRA for college education without penalty. And, mm -hmm. it, and if you choose not to do that, you'll always have it for retirement anyway. So in, in some respect, you're saving that full thousand towards retirement but 500 of it, hypothetically, or about 500 of it, could be used for college. I think that might be the current plan I would operate on until your household income goes up. I see. Okay. And what's the, um, like, sort of the best service that you could recommend for opening a Roth IRA? Um, it, it really depends a lot on your personality. You could get uh, hooked up with a local financial advisor. If you're into that, you could go yeah. to a robo advisor, something like betterment.com is, is not uncommon. Um, and, and the, and the key for that is you want low cost, you want easy to maintain. You don't want confusion based on all these investment choices. I happen to like betterment who, by the way, they do not sponsor this show. I have to like them in situations like these. Because you're just throwing 450, 500 bucks a month into a Roth IRA, they're going to ask you some questions about your intent for the money, and then they'll manage it accordingly. And and is it as good as a local financial advisor? Some it is, some it isn't. And so, but it's cheap, and it's mm -hmm. easy to use. I mean, if you're like me, you're 36, and I'm a little bit older. My entire life, I buy services off of the internet. That sounds really creepy. Did it just sound like I'm going to get arrested for that? Did anyone else take that? Like. He buys services off the internet. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, don't you buy things off the internet? I would assume as a 36-year-old male in the OC. Oh, yeah, all, all the time, yeah. I know. Me too. And so it's just like, yeah. dude, that's why, like, don't complicate it beyond that. And just, like, something like Betterment or I'd stay away from Robinhood. They were in the news recently for over-promising uh, interest rates on checking and savings accounts. Uh, that Robinhood is another one of those uh, robo-advisors. You could even go Schwab, Sh uh, Charles Schwab or Fidelity. They have real low cost or Vanguard or T. Rowe Price, anything like that. You could just go online, open an account, okay. set it and forget it. Yeah, got it. Here's a terrible question. Actually, it's a good question that you don't want to hear. Tell me about your life, in life insurance situation. Uh, I have a, it's about a, million dollar policy um a, a term term life insurance policy we're paying about 55 dollars a month on okay about a million a little bit more than a million less than a million a little less than a million so closer to 900k i mean in a perfect world you would increase that especially with the second child maybe you just did but you didn't do it enough um especially with one income does your wife also have life insurance uh she doesn't at the moment no okay so that's a big problem right because if she yeah. is currently dealing with household duties, um, that that is a huge impact on your your household and your life and your family. So I would get her at least five hundred thousand, um, and it shouldn't cost that much as long as her health is uh, tip top. So I, I would have changed yeah. that. But and then do you have a will or trust for sort of your final documents? No, uh, not yet. No. Man, what are you doing? Come on. What do you want me to yell at you if this close <laughs> to the holidays? 
Yeah, you see that? That's why I'm calling you. We gotta we gotta get our act together. Well, dude, it's like here's the thing. Yeah. Everything I've just described to you will take you an hour total. Like, think yeah. about that. Yeah. You you change your 401k, yeah. you increase it by 500 bucks. You open an IRA, you put 450, 500 bucks a month in there. You buy some life insurance for your wife at 500,000, and maybe you become the term writer on her policy for another 250. That might cost you total another 40 bucks a month. Right. Yeah. That's that's. Really oh, and get a will. I mean, how? I mean, you could go to a local yeah. attorney. Uh, you can go to Legal Zoom. It doesn't. Ma- I mean, it does matter, but a Legal Zoom will is better than nothing. Right. By the okay. way, I don't think that's their slogan. I was just thinking this through real quick. Can you imagine <laughs> like at the Super Bowl ad? They spend like six million bucks. They're like Legal Zoom. We're better than nothing. Yeah, that's probably bad. Uh, I also feel like we just lost the opportunity to have them sponsor the show. Now you're messing up my oh, life, David. Come on. What other questions do you uh, have? Anything other? Oh, your house. You know, here's the thing. Yeah. You, you are paying too much for your house um, in relation to your current income, but I'm willing to let you yeah. run on that treadmill for five to six years. Uh, if your wife does not go back to, work, back to work or your income does not increase, I would absolutely yeah. consider making a change there. And as you know, or as you probably wish you didn't know, the best way to take advantage of California real estate is to own it, sell it, and then get the hell out of there. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah in order to really make that uh, a money move, the way Cardi B would say, you would need to make sure that you get out of California and take those hundreds of thousands of dollars, and then you've just flipped the game. Yeah. Is Maybe it, just buy something cash somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, is your, where's your support system? Uh, where do they live? Uh, we've got some. My wife's side is in here in California, and my mom's side is actually uh, over in Wisconsin, which is much more affordable. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. if your California-born wife wants to go to Wisconsin, I mean, she would be the first person to want to do that. But if she did, I mean, you're. I mean, I don't. I want to say this because it's true, but I don't want to say it to put pressure on. That is a game-changing in a good way, yeah. financial decision that you you don't have to make right now, so don't feel the pressure to make it. Yeah, yeah. And we're we're really used to kind of hopping around, too, with the real estate. We've sold, I think we're, I think we're on our fourth, fourth house, house now, and we kind of just flipped the others just to bank the, you know, bank the equity and then move on. So we're not really attached to the house at all. And you guys we're, are... we're attached to the neighborhood, but not the house. Well, I don't know how the hell you're going to pull that off, but uh, you guys are like regular... <laughs> You're the property brothers. You're like, tw- are you guys twins? You and your wife, or both? No. Um, no. So here, I, I like home project. Yeah. Here, here's your situation. It, it's good. You have to. It's tough. I mean, it's just a tough time right now with yeah. two young kids. It's not going to last forever that way. Um, you know, here it's just a few little tweaks will greatly improve your situation, and then you have to resolve together that in five or six years you just get back on the horse and, and then you push and you shove and you do the things you want to do then. Because right now, man, just yeah, enjoy yeah. your kids. And enjoy the fact that one of you gets to stay home. And, and, and again, I don't say that in a condescending way because I know how hard that is. And, I, and so uh, this is a good time for you. And I just make those changes. You should be okay. All right. So in, in regards to the car, because we do have the one car loan, um, and it's about three sixty four a month. 
um, and we owe about 14k. Should we just let that sit? Is that a zero? It's not a zero interest loan, so should we just let that sit and just chip away at it, or should we take care of it with savings? I'm kind of reluctant to use the savings on that, um, and I'm not sure what really. Well, I guess if we're only saving about a thousand bucks a month, it might make a big, you know, dent and a little bit of extra. Well, I mean, um, I think my top recommendation for that would be insurance fraud. Yeah. What I would do is light the car on fire. No, I'm just kidding, of course. Um, no, you know what, dude? Never pay off a chunk of debt with that savings. Like, don't, I mean, that's oh, yeah. a balance sheet move that makes no sense. Um, yeah. I would just pay it off on its, on its term, 364 a month, 0% interest. Um, as long as you're not underwater in that car, you know, as long as you don't owe more on it than it's worth. Uh, I would just continue yeah. to pay it off on the regular terms. Okay, yeah, we got about two k in equity in the car. Yeah, yeah, just paying on regular terms. Okay. Um, you got other things to worry about than that car right now. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. We're good. Yeah. We'll uh, yeah. retouch any photo of me that you can find and and see <laughs> if you can make me be attractive. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll send Nicole something. Please do. She'd love it to hate it to me and say, man, I wish we could look at this every day. All right. Well, David, happy holidays to you and your family and uh, make those changes. All right, man. Oh, will do. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. That's all we have time for this week on the Pete the Planner Show. I really have been singing around the office a lot this week. Cole, can you kill our friend uh, David's microphone here? There we go. Sorry, Dave. We didn't say kill. Aren't you glad I didn't cut off there? Can you kill David? <laughs> bad. Anyway, happy holidays to everybody. I don't know when you're going to be hearing this. Could be before. Could be after the holidays. I really don't know. But I still feel the same. I want the, 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 your days to be merry and bright. That's it for the show. I'm going to go highlight some things. This is for information purposes only, not the scissors, financial planning device. Consult a financial divisor. All right, you follow the podcast. How do I know this? Because you're listening right now. You might have even read one of our blogs or one of our books. Oh, there's a whole other side of this Pete the Planner empire that you know nothing about until today. It's called your money line. It is the complete financial solution for employers. There's this whole world and it's called financial wellness. Sounds like nothing, but it's something. It's a benefit that comes to you via your employer. It helps you manage your financial life to get answers to your financial questions. Well, your money line, the company of which I'm this chief executive officer, one of the leading companies in this world that deals with financial wellness. If you are an HR person or a, in the position of leadership within your organization, go to yourmoneyline.com and schedule a demo today. If you are a wholesome, wonderful employee, reach out to your HR person and send them to yourmoneyline.com. It's time to get Pete in your workplace.